Welcome to NTD News Today. I'm Sue Bianba. Let's take a look at our top stories. Classified documents in all the wrong places. House Intelligence Committee Chair Mike Turner is troubled by the possibly sensitive content, while Senators Marco Rubio and Mark Warner call for access. A mandatory racial equity course for all New York City employees. A new report alleges the training is based on critical race theory. A 25% increase in emergencies related to myocarditis. That's according to an MIT professor who analyzes drug safety. He's calling for the immediate suspension of all COVID mRNA vaccines. Secretary of State of Antony Blinken arrives in Israel and calls for calm amid rising violence. He says retaliation will only create more problems. House Intelligence Committee Chair Mike Turner expressed grave concern over the weekend. He's worried about the contents of classified documents found at the homes of President Joe Biden and former Vice President Mike Pence. And today's Daniel Monahan has more. House Intelligence Committee Chair Mike Turner says the way classified documents are handled among those at the highest levels of government is troubling. Turner on ABC's This Week. It's really astounding because it shows that there's really a systemic problem here on, on the administration handling side of both the vice president's office and the president's office. Turner added that the handling of these documents should be highly secure due to who holds classifying power. The process of classifying documents is uniquely under the president. Meanwhile, classified materials were also recently discovered at the home of former vice president Mike Pence. Mistakes were made. And I take full responsibility. Pence directed one of his attorneys to conduct the search following the Biden classified documents discovery. Our national security depends on the proper handling of classified and sensitive materials. And I, uh, I know that when errors are made, it's important that they be resolved swiftly and disclosed. In related news, Senator Marco Rubio and Senator Mark Warner are calling for more access to classified documents. Here's Warner on Face the Nation. And while the director of national intelligence had been willing to brief us earlier, now that you've got the special counsel, the notion that we're going to be left in limbo and we can't do our job, that just cannot stand. The heads of the Senate Intelligence Committee pushed for their panel to be granted access to the classified materials found at both Biden's and Trump's homes. And if, in fact, those documents were very sensitive, materials were sensitive, and they pose a counterintelligence or national security threat to the United States, then the intelligence agencies are tasked with the job of coming up with ways to mitigate that. Senator Warner pointed out that the Justice Department has had the Trump documents about six months and Biden documents about three months adding that their job is to make sure there hasn't been an intelligence compromise. Daniel Monahan, NTD News. Former President Trump visited New Hampshire and South Carolina on Saturday. The campaign events in the early voting states were his first since announcing he would run for president in 2024. NTD's Jeremy Sandberg has more on the weekend events. President Donald J. Trump. Former President Trump made an appearance in Salem, New Hampshire, to speak at the GOP's annual winter meeting. These are radical left people. I think in many cases they're Marxists and communists, and I used to say that seldom. Now I say it all the time because they are. You look at what they're doing to our country, and we're going to turn New Hampshire red on November 5th, 2024. I hope. Trump announced Stephen Stepanek will be a senior advisor for his campaign in the Granite State. 
Stepanek is the outgoing chairman of the New Hampshire Republican Party. Trump shrugged off suggestions that he's had a slow start in his campaign, saying he's got two years and is more committed now than ever. To save America, we need a leader who is prepared to take on the forces laying waste to our country. And we need a president who is ready to hit the ground running on day one. And I hear, boy, am I hitting the ground. Make no mistake, South Carolina is Trump country. Trump headed to South Carolina Saturday afternoon to a rally at the state capitol. We're going to defeat the cult of gender ideology and reaffirm that God created two genders called men and women. We're not going to allow men to play in women's sports. And by so doing, you know what happens. We're going to save the dignity of women and we're going to save women's sports itself. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We're going to bust up the censorship regime and bring back free speech again. Trump decried the Biden administration for its policies on the border, energy, the economy and the war in Ukraine. He compared the last two years to April Fool's Day. We need a fighter who can stand up to the left, who can stand up to the swamp, stand up to the media, stand up to the deep state. Am I allowed to say stand up to the rhinos too? I think we can say that. I think we can say that. Stand up to the globalists and China and stand up for America. Trump unveiled his South Carolina leadership team. It includes South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster and Senator Lindsey Graham. Jeremy Sandberg, NTD News. All New York City employees reportedly have to take a critical race theory course. The training says America is systematically racist and that it aims to create understanding of racial equity. All New York City employees received the mandatory training via email. Fox News, which reviewed the email, said the training is inspired by critical race theory, or CRT. According to the email, the goal of the training is to provide New York City employees with a framework to understand racial equality in the workplace. It says race was invented to create a system of exclusion and oppression. It states there's no scientific basis to race. It reads, quote, race has no genetic or scientific basis. It is a social construct created to classify people on the arbitrary basis of skin color and other physical features. Despite this, race has a very real impact on people's lives. This is because our society has used race to establish and justify systems of power, privilege, exclusion, and oppression. The email also stated that New York City workplaces should implement anti-racism trainings in their workforces. This is to create safe spaces for people to discuss race and address bias to prevent a racist workplace. A source familiar with the training told Fox News that employees are taught to see people differently based on their race. The source said racial equality training, quote, leads me to believe that they want the contracts with the city and the hiring from the city being looked at through this lens. And that's what I think is really unfair. CriticalRace.org is a website that calls itself a resource for parents and students concerned about how critical race theory impacts education. The website describes CRT as an outgrowth of the European Marxist school of critical theory. The website says critical race theorists argue since race is a predominant part of American life, racism itself has become internalized into the American conscience. And because of this, quote, there have been significantly different legal and economic outcomes between different racial groups. NTD reached out to Mayor Adams' office but didn't immediately hear back. 
the safety of some COVID vaccinations is being called into question. An eminent MIT professor and expert on drug safety analytics is calling for the immediate suspension of all COVID mRNA vaccines. They should stop because they completely failed to fulfill any of their advertised promise regarding efficacy. And more importantly, they should stop because of the mounting and indisputable evidence that they cause unprecedented level of harm, including the death of young people and children. I personally became concerned with the vaccine safety around middle of 2021, when it became known that the mRNA vaccines cause myocarditis and inflammation of the heart. By now, I believe that the cumulative evidence is conclusive and confirms our concern that the mRNA vaccines indeed cause sudden cardiac arrest as a sequel of vaccine-induced myocarditis. Levy has over 30 years of experience as a practitioner and an academic in using data analytics to assess and manage risk. Levy and his team analyzed the National Emergency Medical Services data in Israel. He was afraid that the existing vaccine safety surveillance system wouldn't detect myocarditis issues due to the difficulty of diagnosis. They discovered a 25% increase of myocarditis-related cases in the age groups 16 to 39 in the first half of 2021. The CDC says that adverse events from the vaccines are rare but can cause long-term health problems. It says they usually happen within six weeks of getting a vaccine. Levy's team also found a correlation time-wise between the number of Pfizer vaccine doses and the number of EMS calls with a cardiac arrest diagnosis. In addition, there was not a statistically significant correlation with the number of COVID-19 infections over that period of time. The bystander who disarmed the Monterey Park shooting is awarded a Medal of Courage. He was honored for preventing further tragedy. The 26-year-old who disarmed the Monterey Park shooter earlier this month was honored at a ceremony in California on Sunday. Brandon Shea was awarded a Medal of Courage by the city of Alhambra. Shea single-handedly wrestled the assault weapon off of the 72-year-old man who had opened fire at a Los Angeles area dance studio, killing 11 people. Shea said he had known most of the victims personally. They were some of the most caring people I have ever met. And for them to be taken from us is such an excruciating experience. Shea confronted the gunman, Hu Can Tran, when he barged into a second dance club in Alhambra. After a 90-second struggle, Tran fled the scene and was not seen again until Sunday morning when he shot himself behind the wheel of his van. Shea's actions have been credited with preventing further bloodshed. The start of the new year has been extremely difficult, but we have the rest of the year to spread compassion and build back our community. The attack, which happened during Lunar New Year celebrations, has sent shockwaves through Monterey Park, a hub of the Asian American community. In Beijing's backyard, the South China Sea, the U.S. Navy demonstrates its military might. The move has angered the Chinese Communist regime. And a church in southeastern China has been forcibly demolished. It's the latest case of harsh religious oppression in the region. We'll have the details when we return.
Secretary of State Antony Blinken decries escalating violence between Israelis and Palestinians. He made comments about the situation while on a diplomatic trip to Egypt and Israel. Israel is on high alert after a Palestinian opened fire in a street outside a synagogue on Friday, killing seven people. It's the worst such attack in the area in over a decade. To take an innocent life in an act of terrorism is always a heinous crime. But to target people outside their place of worship is especially shocking. Blinken spoke upon his arrival at Israel's international airport near Tel Aviv after a brief visit to Egypt. So Friday's attack was more than an attack on individuals. It was also an attack on the universal act of practicing one's faith. Blinken condemned a second attack that followed a day later. He said a father and son in Jerusalem were wounded. And we condemn all those who celebrate these and any other acts of terrorism that take innocent lives, no matter who the victim is or what they believe. The violence comes after months of Israeli arrest raids in the West Bank, which were launched after a wave of Palestinian attacks against Israelis in the spring of 2022 that killed 19 people. Blinken warned against any more retaliatory violence and said it is imperative for both sides to work to de-escalate tensions that have soared since last week. That is the only way to halt the rising tide of violence that has taken too many lives, too many Israelis, too many Palestinians. I'll make that clear throughout my time in Israel and the West Bank with everyone that I meet. Shortly before Blinken's arrival, the Palestinian Health Ministry said Israeli forces killed a Palestinian man in the flashpoint city of Hebron, bringing the total number of Palestinians killed in January to 35. Under gray skies in the South China Sea, combat planes and helicopters roar on and off the flight deck of the aircraft carrier Nimitz. The military demonstration has riled Beijing. Here's the story. A demonstration of U.S. military power in some of the world's most hotly contested waters as dozens of combat planes and helicopters roar on and off the flight deck of the U.S. aircraft carrier Nimitz. The Nimitz is leading a carrier strike group that entered the South China Sea two weeks ago. Its presence riles China, which claims historic jurisdiction over almost the entire South China Sea and sees the exercises as provocations in its backyard. I mean, for the most part, it's no different than any other deployment I've been on. We're just here to move aircraft, make sure it's done safely, make sure people don't get hurt, make sure that we can operate and send aircraft up the flight deck, do what they got to do. The group's commander, Rear Admiral Christopher Sweeney, said it was part of a U.S. commitment to uphold freedom of passage in the waters and the airspace of a region vital to global trade. Beijing has been conducting regular exercises, too, and maintains a large presence of coast guards and fishing vessels far off its mainland, a source of frequent tension with its neighbors. In early January, a guided missile destroyer that is part of the same strike group as the Nimitz angered China by sailing through the sensitive Taiwan Strait. That came two weeks after a Chinese Navy fighter jet caused alarm by coming within 10 feet of a U.S. Air Force plane over the South China Sea. The U.S. presence in the South China Sea, a conduit for nearly $3.5 trillion worth of annual trade, has been welcomed by allies like Japan, South Korea, the Philippines, and Australia. 
The Pentagon unveiled its latest B-21 Raider not long ago. According to a Fox News report, the stealth bomber has four big secrets that have piqued the interest of other countries. The first new bomber in three decades, the backbone of the U.S. bomber fleet. Almost every aspect of the B-21 program is secret. What has made it so special? Here are four takeaways. First, regarding crew. The bomber can be operated without a pilot. The Air Force says the plane is designed to accommodate manned or unmanned operations. While Air Force pilots have the ability to operate for long hours, unmanned aircraft can reduce weight and maximize endurance flight time. The second is about B-21's hidden engines. The Raiders' December debut in California revealed its unique design, embedded engines, with technology to balance stealth and heat flow. The engine supplier is Pratt & Whitney of Connecticut. Third, mission types. With advanced networking, the B-21 bomber is capable of delivering both conventional and nuclear munitions, meaning the fighter can approach a target area at high altitude and drop weapons with the precision to destroy any target. Finally, the B-21 is not the only secret aircraft in the U.S. military. In 2020, the Air Force test flew a prototype of another new stealth fighter. While no images were disclosed, concept art from the Air Force Research Laboratory offers a glimpse of what it may look like. Turning to a city in southeastern China's Zhejiang province, a church was forcibly destroyed earlier this month. It's the latest string of religious clampdowns in the area by the Chinese communist regime. Here are the details. A U.S.-based priest shares news of the incident on Twitter. Footage shows clashes between local churchgoers and riot police. The church is about the size of a soccer field and reportedly cost millions of dollars to build. Local authorities plan to tear down the church and other buildings on the site and replace them with commercial buildings. But church members refused to give their consent when authorities refused to give adequate compensation payments. Officials decided to go ahead with the demolition anyway. For context, in China, the Chinese Communist Party is the sole owner of all land, meaning people and businesses can only purchase the rights to use plots of land for a certain number of years, rather than buying the land itself. Police quickly scrubbed related videos of the incident from Chinese social media. Since 2014, officials in Zhejiang province have reportedly demolished crosses and religious symbols in more than a thousand churches. That policy has since expanded to other regions. Priests have even faced jail time for their beliefs. Coming up, the city of Dortmund in Germany this month was host to a centuries-old tradition, the annual stag calling competition. Hear from the German champion on NTD News when we return. In Germany, a centuries-old tradition called stag calling is taking place in the city of Dortmund. The aim is to land the coveted title of stag calling champion. This year, there are eight competitors competing in three disciplines. Entities Kostamenes tells us more. Red deer have a very particular rutting sound. Germany's hunters have been trying to imitate it for centuries as a means of luring the animals out into the open. This January's competition in Dortmund, however, aims not to land a stag, 
but to win the coveted title of stack hauling champion. The hunters use horns, shells, glass and diverse sound amplifiers to recreate the most realistic sounds of the deer, ranging from fawns noises to those of the rutting calls of adult stags. It's a centuries-old tradition which may look comical, but for the hunters and jury, it's serious business, and it's specific to the red deer's sounds. When they are in the rut, will I have to drive to the Eiffel and call them? So far, I've also caught in a zoo once, and the stag answers. And when you hear deer answering from right and left in the woods, then it makes your heart beat faster. I find that quite fascinating. This year's winner is Fabian Mensel from Lower Franconia. Practically two stags have fought, and the winner then drives the loser away. And that's with a rather aggressive cry to finish it off. The next stop for the German champion will be the European Championships. Cost MNS, NTD News. When you think of working out, what do you think of? Young men, big muscles, and a lot of attitude? That mentality could be putting your heart at risk. Here's Jenna Marie with Strong Mind and Body. The benefits of exercise are for everybody. In fact, they may be more profound for older individuals and women in particular. New data has found that women and men gain muscle at the same speed when it comes to size and strength. This happens when they adopt a resistance training protocol. This added muscle can help to improve balance, heart health, metabolism, mobility and more. The study reviewed data involving 650 men and 750 women between the ages of 50 and 90. Participants had no previous experience with resistance training. They got stronger and acquired similar gains in both strength and size. Results weren't identical between genders, however. Men saw greater gains in their upper body, while women experienced more in their lower body. This is consistent with previous findings. Further, the researchers suggested varying approaches between the genders. They recommended that older men may benefit from higher intensity programs. Women may do best with higher volume. Put simply, men may benefit from going heavier with fewer repetitions. Women may benefit from lighter weight with more repetitions. If you're worried about lifting weights, turning you into a muscle-bound giant, don't be. It won't. However, it will help you to burn fat, remain independent, help reduce the risk of osteoporosis, promote bone density, and fight back against age-related chronic illnesses. Examples include type 2 diabetes, arthritis, and heart disease. Lifting for 30 minutes three times per week can help to promote strength and improve overall health. Talk to a fitness professional about proper technique and training protocols. And that's all for today's program. We're really glad to have you with us. Please send us an email if you'd like to tell us something. We're going to put it on screen. For podcasters, that's news.today at entity.com. I'm Sue Biamba, Entity News, New York City.